to the Explore Project Podcast with your hosts, Frankie Marion and Justin Hodge. What is happening, Internet World? This is Frankie Marion with C1 Films here with good buddy and field producer, Justin Hodge. Justin, how are you today? Good. Doing wonderful. Hope everybody out there is doing well as, as well. We are in the absolute center of an Arctic vortex right now. Um, <laughs> this morning, I didn't know if we were going to make it out alive with... Uh, all of the white powder, the devil's cocaine falling from the sky. Um, but we made it uh, and went through. Degrees two days ago, 30 degrees and snowing this morning. Yes. Get closer to your microphone. So we are uh, back with episode two of our podcast. And uh, thank you to everybody that listened to the first one. I hope that we didn't draw on too much, but that's going to be part of the learning curve for us in this Um so in the first podcast, we covered season one of Explore and kind of what it was and what um, what we thought it would was going to be and some of the instances of that. And for this one, we wanted to kind of get into how we got into season two, what were some of the thoughts that went along with it, um, and kind of the how it ended up coming to be. Um, but first... I would like to pay homage to Troy Barber, who was giving me crap the other day for not mentioning him oh, as man. Uh, kind of the, um, I don't know what to exactly title Troy, but uh, Troy's a good buddy of mine in Charleston, South Carolina. And Troy, cheers, buddy. This one's for you. This one is for you. We'll take a moment of silence during this Arctic Vortex to recognize uh King and Society Real Estate in Charleston, South Carolina, where Troy works. Um, if you're in need of a house or a building or anything that has to do with real estate, commercial or residential, feel free to call King and Society. This is not a paid sponsorship in any way, but it could be if they want to pay us. That would be awesome. Be nice. Be killer. Be nice. But anyway, back to uh, Explore Season 2. So Justin and I were just sitting here chatting about kind of what we want to talk about today and what we felt like would be pertinent information. And uh, we're absolutely open to any suggestions that y'all would have. Um, feel free to uh, add comments either on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, or any of the other places you listen to your podcast. Um, yeah, please do. And subscribe. Uh, that helps a lot in getting us up the ranks. I know this is a young podcast we really hope that we can continue to do this and uh with your help we think we can so please um subscribe like it share it pass it through your social channels share it to your myspace account make sure that it goes to uh all of your current Send social media tom. tom wants to hear this who does tom tom yeah yeah myspace yeah he's got every he's got more friends than anybody absolutely Anyway, so explore season two. So as we got back from season one and started getting that wrapped up and um, having some success with viewership there in a uh, film festival uh, with a good friend, uh, Gary Wilson, from out in Utah that ran the International Outdoor Film Tour, um, we started looking at making episodic content for that. Um, and before that, though, because my ADD is kicking in and I'm trying to do this from memory, um, the second, the initial second location we had t- intended to do was to go to Belize and do, um, do kind of all of Belize and it just proved to be, you know, we did up marketing kits and went to ICAST and, uh, and did all that. And it just was a lot of moving parts, especially trying to do it internationally. And it just kind of fizzled out. Um, and the, you know, getting a boat done was really the main 
focus for how we were going to move forward. And we didn't know what we were going to do from a, uh, you know, how to get that into Belize. So, um, things kind of settled down, got back in the groove of things, uh, and started looking at, you know, what we could do locally around, you know, around the Southeastern United States. And that's when, um, Louisiana came up and it really looked doable. And that's when Justin came into the picture as far as, um, kind of trying to find somebody that felt like shared uh, a vision um, imagery wise that was similar to mine um, so that hopefully there'd be a shorter learning curve and getting us both on the same page which I don't know if <laughs> if I did that or not um, I'll let Justin attest to that um, but was you know it followed Justin on Instagram and if y'all um if any of y'all out there haven't, it's J. Hodge Productions. He's got an awesome page. He takes lots of cool pictures at one location and then posts them for <laughs> seven weeks in a row. <laughs> hey, man. Hunter no, Island is a great place. In all seriousness, uh, Justin's a super talented guy and happy to have him on the team. And uh, so we kind of got together, talked about this, felt like we had um, a good working, uh, you know, good relationship we could build on. And the rest, as they say, is history from there. So. We are uh, kind of trying to get ready for season two and figure out what we want to do. And this was first of summer, I believe, yeah. when we yeah. started doing that. And we tried to get together to – we shot some flood tide events here um, down in Beaufort with our mm-hmm. our good friends, uh, the Hawker crew and Anna, and had a, a big time doing that. And, um, and it just all kind of led to this. So – uh, just not if you don't want to reflect on any of those, uh, any of those deals, I'm going to pop up a live feed on Instagram while you're talking. So nice. Yeah. Well, talk. we, uh, well, I mean, we, we went down to, to Beaufort and I mean, I'm not, I'm not one that has ever really done a ton of red fishing, uh, and getting out on the flats and, and fishing up a, a, uh, flood tide like that. And that was a really neat experience uh, for me personally Um, really was one of the first times that I've ever done more videography than anything I mean I've I've taken a lot of photos in my young career in photography but to to be able to to put a camera in my hands and just shoot video uh, of of Anna and everybody fly fishing uh, that was a really neat experience had a great time doing that Um, as Frankie's live feeding us on Instagram right now, but I had to mute my microphone so I could tell everybody that you were talking. We have seven people watching seven. right now. Yeah, oh, seven people. But yeah, it was a it was a great experience. Um, that was one of the first times that Frankie and I had been able to get out and do something together, um, and had a great time with it. Really figured out that you know we we could work well together. Uh, I think I remember Frankie telling me that this was going to be an experience that. Uh, really showed us if we liked each other and i think it's actually worked out pretty good um for us so but um certainly have uh we have eight people now eight people yeah you're actually yes eight eight whole people yep (laughs) now we're down to seven they don't like you very much so, not to get caught up in our pot in our podcast. Our yeah, well. our ADD is always kicking in. So, um, if y'all have any questions on the podcast, live, feel free. What's up, DJ? Um, 
so getting back into season two, Justin and I had finally gotten uh, our relationship kind of established and started doing some work together, shooting some stills and stuff and trying to figure out how um, we fit uh, kind of the shared the duties and um, and put and explore together. And that's where uh, we got kind of the started. Oh, I'm trying to get my phone set up to where people can see this. There we go. So that's when we started um, reaching out to, or I started reaching out to boat companies, trying to see who could, um, who we could work with to get this skiff that I had in my head put together. Um, and the first guy that we reached out to was Jonathan Glasser, who is a absolute amazingly talented um, fiberglass guy down near Titusville. He does a bunch of warranty work for uh, for Hills Bay, um, and just a super dude. Think the world of Jonathan, and he is a true artist at his craft. Um, it's Glasser Boatworks. For any of y'all that uh, want to check them out, I think it's at Glasser Boatworks on Instagram, um, Facebook as well. But Jonathan's always doing some pretty cool stuff. Um, and the timing was just a little wrong for both of us. Um, and so we ended up ha- uh, having to start our search over um, and was fortunate enough to reach out to Harry Spear uh, down in Panacea, Florida, um, and talk with Harry a little bit. And he was really excited about... Um, our project and what we wanted to do and felt like that he could help um, make our vision for what was going to be the skiff for Explore come together. Um, So we had a few conversations back and forth and set a few times to go down and shoot with him, but could never, you know, then that whole scheduling process Mm -hmm. came about. And, uh, and so it was, we finally got it set to go do, and we only had, um, we only had a, a week to get the boat built, which was... How many man hours do we think was put I into mean, that? Be great. You can get your phone week. out and plug that in while we're sitting here trying to figure it out. But we got in there on, I think, Saturday night. Um, isn't that right? I believe so. Saturday night. And met with Harry for a little bit when got checked in our hotel room. Um, and you can see kind of an abridged version of this on, uh, on the first episode of season two. Um, and the next morning got started at about 6.30 and, you know, really, it was just an amazing process of putting this whole thing together as primitively as we did. I mean, this is a, a one-off boat um, that came together uh, really quick and, and it was it was just a really unique process to be a part of. Um, so we get to Panacea, get down there, get the, the bottom put together. You know, I think on day one we got the hull done, you know, the bottom done, and yeah. the transom put on. Uh, and the next day <coughs> got the sides put on, and um, and it started to look like a real boat. Uh, and Kai was like, I remember looking at Justin when we were doing that thing, going, man, there's no way that this is going <laughs> to come together in time. Yeah. You know, we were really pressed for time. And had a lot to do to get this thing finished. Um, but we ended up making it happen. Um, we got, uh, got the boat finished and got it put together. Thanks to all of the crew down there at Spearboat Works. And literally on the last day we put the gel coat on. Um, we did have one funny thing happen in the boat when we got the floor. We measured the floor and put the floor in and glassed it all in and then looked down and it was in the wrong place. Measured. It was mismeasured and slid wrong. back like 10 inches. Um, it actually worked out in the end. Uh, thanks, Liz. 
These are very special curtains. Um, yeah, but it did work out in the end. The floor actually set up uh, to where, you know, we planned on sleeping on the boat. Um, and But the way the floor set up, any water, if it were raining, which it did rain on us a little bit, would have drained off the bow deck and then fallen into the bilge before it hit the floor. So um, it actually worked out super that the floor was pulled back as much as it was. Um, but so once we got to the end, we put the gel coat on the boat, set it on a roller, and rolled it out in the, into the sunlight so that hopefully the gel coat would kick off um, a little bit quicker. And we had a, an eight-hour drive. My wife had to be at work early the next morning. Um, so we had to be home that night, and this was on Friday night. Um, and we air dried that thing on I ninety five headed north. So there's no telling how many uh, how many bugs and insects are um, adhered into or were adhered before to the gel coat to the gel coat before we stripped yeah. it all off. Um, so that was it. We got home, got uh, and we had a you know a raw boat, and that was kind of the beginning of a whole new set of chaos that went into getting the thing rigged. Which the boat was going to be simple, um, but even being simple, there was a lot of things that had to go into it from, I mean, we hadn't even, we didn't get a chance to hardly run the boat at all before we left. Um, no, I think you ran it for what, 30 minutes before? Yeah. We, it was like out on Murray. 30 minutes. And another one thing we had happen too, we had, um, Jeff was going to be able to go on this, uh, explore to the season two trip. And then at the end, um, he had some stuff come up with work and wasn't going to be able to go. So, Reached out to good friend uh, Rich Walker, who on Instagram is Tiger River Walker, um, and Rich was able to join us. So Rich uh, was a big help in getting the boat put together uh, and getting everything. You know, really helped speeding up that process. We had a couple of work days in Columbia where we um, we got the uh, you know, the actually got to float it with mm-hmm. a tray, you know, with a motor on it, and look at the. Um, <laughs> It's funny the first time we pushed it off the trailer and it actually gel coated to the trailer so we go back it in the water and like the whole thing floats up <laughs> and like it won't come off um little things um so we got everything on then went over to um got it got to a, the golf course the pond beside the golf course near where i live uh and actually got to push it around the that pond a little bit and see how it floated and was just ex- really excited with how the hole that you know we designed and laid up um, handled the weight that we were going to put into it. Our kind of theories in building this boat were to try to build it as light as we possibly could so that when we added uh, the gear that we had to add, um, it was going to be of similar weight to a production boat. You know, so if when you know, if you've got a, a Maverick 17 HPX and you go out for a day fishing and load it up, um, you know, and it's going to weigh, I don't know, 800 pounds or 900 pounds or whatever with all your stuff in it, we wanted to be close to that without adding any people. So I feel like we did that. Um, the boat would hold, um, we had a 60 horsepower uh, Mercury tiller on the back, a 25 and a half gallon fuel tank uh, mounted in the bow. Um, and that was about it as far as gear mounted to the boat, uh, aside from pulling platform, casting platform, grab handle. Um, and then we had a Ingle, um, solar powered fridge freezer. Um, and then we had an Ingle 50 
And then we had our paddleboard racks on the side too that had two um, Live Water Sports uh, 12-foot um, expedition boards on them. Um, and the boat still drafted like five and a half inches, pretty, pretty six insane. inches with three people, all the gear and all that weight in it. So we're really excited with the initial float test of the uh, of the Explore skiff. Um, and so once we got that squared away, it was trap. You know, the the motor I had had an old three blade aluminum prop on it that was not going to last uh, if we'd hit anything in Louisiana. So on the day before we had to leave, I think or it's like two days before mm-hmm. we had to leave, um, I end up like demount having to remount the motor, new prop, um, tested a handful of props out and got us. We did a thirteen pitch um, power tech prop on there um just to try to help us with whole shot on that boat um with all the weight that we had in it top speed was like 36 knots um 36 miles an hour maybe um but ran really really nice at 23 knots um which is where i wanted to be initially uh from the beginning so um that was you know pre the day up until the day before we left um you know, we'd just gotten to run the boat for 15, 20 minutes. Um, so we really had no idea what the thing was going to do in any type of condition. I mean, I'd, the one of the times I'd ran it with uh, my buddy Donnie Grover, who does our website stuff, um, was out on Lake Hartwell, and it was super rough, but we didn't have anything in the boat. Uh, so it was not a, um, not a real true representation of how the boat was going to perform. Um, so we're at leave day, and we pack everything up. Um, it had been raining, uh, a bunch in and around Venice. And so we had pushed our leave date back by two weeks. Um, well, the and, hurricane was, yeah, that's right. There was a hurricane, hurricane that initially screwed us up. We'd had two sets of days we were going to go. Um, and the first hurricane Matthew came through and slowed down kind of all the delivery of, everything getting to us from power pole, I mean, power pole, push poles, um, the trailer, you know, we were, we were still pretty undergunned there when Matthew came through. And, um, so we pushed it back into November, which ended up working out perfectly. Um, we had some interesting weather uh, when we got to Venice, uh, at the tail end of kind of the storm front that was going through, excuse me. And, um, you know, we get down there and it's, pouring rain blowing 30 knots and our initial run out of venice was going to be almost over to grand isle louisiana to a set of islands that we'd seen on google earth that looked like they had somewhere to camp um so we show up to venice well we get packed here get everything mm-hmm. loaded in the boat um and start heading down to uh heading down to louisiana we made the drive straight through got down into venice at like I don't know, 11.30 midnight on uh, election election day eve. And... Um, it was election day. Yeah, I say eve. sort of the night of election day. Um, and hope that we were going to wake up to see some different... Um, some different conditions than we left. Yeah, it was awful. Um, so we get up the next morning, and it's... Uh, it's the same conditions uh, that we went to sleep with, which was uh, 
not well, boding well for us going into an area where we had no idea what was going on. Uh, we had no idea where we were going. Um, we had, you know, all we really knew was we didn't even know, we didn't even know how to get out of the, like which way to go out of the marina. Um, we were uh, super greenhorns on that deal. Um, but we're nice enough to have uh, Bear Holman um, and Christian Yergs help us out and uh, point us in the right direction actually even escorted us out um the pass which was nice and uh and kind of saw us on our way and got some cool um i don't know if any of y'all seen the video that we uh posted on facebook i think we shared it on instagram too where you can see the skiff kind of running in some rougher weather mm-hmm. that was courtesy of bear off of his boat running beside us for a little bit Good but shot. Yeah, it was uh, it was a little lumpy that day, but the boat did awesome. You know, we're all I, I'm watching back some of that original footage with Justin the other day, and um, the look on my face, you can see that I'm <laughs> a little nervous about how this boat's gonna perform. Um, but all in all, did super super. The boat handled incredibly. We made our way to. Uh, the campsite um whoops sorry 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 my phone's ringing uh all right i gotta end this live feed my phone is ringing um i will keep it going my tech so um we chug out there end up you know you can see some of this through episode um episode three that's getting ready to launch it's kind of the you know we this was the the first day that we had out on the water um and you know, I have all this like anxiety about the, what's going to happen that it's you know it's you're excited to get out there um justin you can speak to some of this too you haven't uh you hadn't spent too much time on the water in that type of environment um Mm-mm. what were your thoughts uh going into that well <laughs> i mean i've definitely spent some time on a on a boat and you know all that down in the low country uh, growing up as a kid and you know I hadn't I hadn't really thought about doing anything as far as what we were about to do so was a little bit nervous uh, to get out there but I love that kind of stuff I mean getting out and, and doing this was was really exciting so it was more or less excitement um, we did that was some pretty serious chop though as we were going out um, so you know, obviously going out, we, we didn't really know exactly where we were going to set up camp. Uh, I know the first place we went um, <laughs> was, was pretty pretty wet. We pulled up on that uh, old abandoned uh, fish camp, and we were like, this looks like a great spot, and turned out to be uh, Rich yeah. got off the boat. It had a toilet. <laughs> it did have a toilet. We had uh, all the uh, bathroom amenities that we needed. Uh, but no, Rich got off the boat. Uh, and you'll see this in the, the third episode. Gets off the boat and takes what two steps and turns around. He's like, "This isn't gonna work." And He's so, like, "This um, uh, <laughs> you know, thing's wet, wet." So uh, had to turn around, and it was it was getting dark too. So we basically pitched camp in the dark. Um, and we literally yeah, did it in, in the, the dark. dark. It was it was definitely dark, and you know, planning the trip, you know since daylight savings time was you know five o'clock got dark so you know it was already dark by the time we got yeah we definitely went with shorter days um on this section which you know 
we could have it any way we wanted to. We definitely have changed that. Sure. Um, but but no, it was it was good. Um, I, you know, like I said, going back to to pulling out. I mean, I'm sitting there running the camera, and you know, I'm I'm looking at you guys, and end up, you know, you turn to me and you're like, hey, you need to put that away. And then I look back, and we're getting out into the Gulf, and it's it's rough. So put everything away, and and ended up uh running out there so i mean it was it was definitely exciting for sure uh, but it's it is great to go back and see all the footage uh as we're doing these these episodes uh to kind of rekindle that excitement uh, from the from the trip yeah i mean i know we're both like sitting back here watching this through the editing going god i'm ready to go do that again yeah like i'm ready sure. to get out there and go and go do that stuff again um and and hopefully once we get um these other boats built uh, that we're building right now that we'll be able to get out and do some more of this stuff, even some smaller versions. And, and on that note, we'd love to hear about any of y'all's uh, experiences too. Um, you know, this whole thing with explore is will hopefully motivate um, everybody to get outside and go have kind of your own adventure too. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, spending, two weeks on the water living off of the you know the water via fly rod it can be anything you know just uh we just want everybody to go outside and enjoy this stuff like we enjoy it um and season two is definitely a much different experience than season one as far as the you know the geographic location to the set of variables to um you know the the whole things were extremely different mm -hmm. um than the Bahamas and we're excited to go back to the Bahamas um, this year hopefully uh, this summer end of summer uh, to do a different type of uh, explore trip we're going to run um, two of the boats over from the United States and uh, and fish down to Andros um, and kind of camp out through that so that'll be a really cool uh, thing to film um, we're talking with a couple of the guys at Sport Fishing Magazine um, and Saltwater Sports and about being part of that whole deal too as well so hopefully we can uh we can get some of that to where it can be seen a little bit more um you know one of the big things um with explore is how we wanted to put this thing together and we can just jump into some of the partner stuff right mm -hmm. now um that and going through and looking on how to fund uh this type of production um you know, obviously you can go out and get sponsors and sell sponsorships. And, um, I feel like a lot of that gets, um, you know, over, I will say overdone, but it definitely is hard to do. And it takes just like anything here and know a lot and, uh, and having, you know, really having to explain yourself over and over and over and over and over again. And I've, uh, I've had to do that for, uh, every year of my business, uh, with the C1 films. And, um, we wanted this to be a little bit different. This is something that we were going to do regardless. Uh, it was going to happen whether we had partners or not. And so the way that we kind of went about looking for partners on this stuff was to really try to you know, look for teammates. Uh, and that's kind of a corny cliche term in some of this stuff, but we really wanted proper teammates for explore and whether that meant, financial teammates or you know exposure syndication teammates um, you know every part of that equation has value so we put together kind of a, a different sponsorship model um, which we need your help on um, that 
we don't get any money from any of our partners uh, unless this stuff gets seen. And I feel like that's about as fair a deal as you can offer anybody to say, you know, we believe in what we're doing. We believe that people like what we're doing, will like what we're doing, uh, and that we can put it together in a way that people enjoy viewing. And if they do view it, um, then there's some sort of, you know, billable deal to partners from a monetary standpoint. And um, we didn't want to we didn't want to use anybody's stuff that we wouldn't use anyway. Um, we didn't want to we weren't going to take on um, a sponsor just because they were really willing to write a check. Um, and got really, yeah, really lucky that uh, all the brand stuff that we were going to use, um, whether they said yes or not, uh, they all ended up saying yes in some way, shape, or form to helping us get this whole thing put together. So our kind of main list of partners, which we're going to have you know somebody on from each one of these people um, in these future podcasts, I'm really excited about y'all being able to hear their stories about their businesses and some of the stuff that they do that goes above and beyond what we needed for um, Explore. Um, and some are in the fishing industry and some are not. But our title partner um, is a company called Global Rescue uh, out of Massachusetts. And they have a really, really cool uh, business model. And that's like a, it's kind of like extreme insurance um, that helps you if you ever get in trouble. Um, get kind of sideways in any location around the world. Um, and I will, uh, I'll let wait till, uh, Kevin Helm comes on and let him explain a little bit more about global, but we're absolutely ecstatic to have them, uh, as our title partner and really look forward to sharing, um, more about what they do. Because I think if uh, anybody out there that goes out on a boat, whether you're going out for the day or whether you're going out for a week, um, could really, really benefit from knowing that some of these services are available uh, because we really didn't know they were available in, until searching them out. Um, the second is obviously Spear Boat Works, which you'll have Harry on here talking about his whole crazy story. Um, and Live Water Sports, which if you like to paddleboard, um, make sure and check these guys out. They have the most stable paddleboard uh, that I've ever been on, uh, enough so that we can uh, we could. And Justin and I fished and filmed off of one <laughs> yeah. together, uh, and I'm not a small person, so um, super excited to have John on from Live Water Sports. Uh, Great paddleboards and get him to tell a little bit more about their story and some of the stuff that they have coming out with. We're going to be working with them for a handful of upcoming events. Uh, Float on Trailers, Tamara Popple, um, who's in charge of sales down there, was you know super excited to work with us as we were with them. So hopefully have them on to tell their story. Uh, and then we get into like the stuff that you see more of on the episode and the day-to-day portion, uh, Under Armour which we're ecstatic to have um, on our team. Our kind of brand identities really went together well uh, and just absolutely thankful for them um, participating with us and sharing out um, some of our stuff on their social channels and um, getting behind us. It just, it means a lot to have that validation from such a large brand in the outdoor space that really feels like you're on the right path. Um, So we'll have some people from Under Armour on here talking about the new products and stuff. Uh, for 2017 um, and hope that y'all really um, you know some of these things people are going to listen to and some you know you may not but we hope that it just gives you a lot more insight into the amount of time and energy that we spent really thinking about this and putting this together Um, from a cooler standpoint we you know we needed coolers but we really needed um, 
fridge freezer. A fridge freezer. And if you look around the expedition community, whether it be overlanding or extreme stuff, uh, Engel is the premier brand in that space and has been for a long, long time um, on fridge freezers in that department. And so we reached out to Paul, uh, who runs Engel USA down in Florida, and uh, and they have been on board since day one and could not be more thankful to them for um, what they've done. The stuff that they've uh, that they've sent us, they're incredible coolers. Um, the drinks, you know, the the tumblers we use on a daily basis, um, and having the the dry lid, the lockable lid on them was a, a feature that we absolutely needed, and uh, and we're thankful for that we didn't lose water every time our cups went flying around the boat or whatnot. Um, the next uh, is Finn's West. Um, and Mike Taylor, who refuses to go by his first name and chooses Taylor as his call sign, um, is an amazing dude, uh, and has gotten to be a really good friend. Um, but he's he runs a company called Vince West, who's kind of has a sister company called Conterra, which makes um, Conterra is the kind of equipment arm of their business that does first aid kits and. Um, like extreme medical supplies for EMTs and stuff like that. And then Mike's business, Vince West, uh, and Catabatic Consulting do um, first aid and medical train, wilderness medical training for you know, everybody from fishing lodges all the way up to like Antarctica expeditions um, and Mount Everest base camp stuff. And Mike was nice enough to come over and actually film some stuff with us here uh, that's, that's live on all of our channels Um going through the first aid kits that they built for us that are unbelievable. And for any of y'all out there, um, I'm sure that you haven't thought about that as much as you should have, uh, especially having that stuff available, stuff you hope you never have to use. Um, but, man, you're really selling yourself short not checking out um, these first aid kits and even having them build you a custom kit to match exactly what you're doing. I know after going through everything in our kit um, – it was kind of overwhelming to to see everything we had. It really made us feel much more safe going out that we had the tools to be able to get us through that time period between injury time and professional help coming on. Um, who am I leaving out? Hardy Fly Rods. Yep. Um, Hugh Hudson over at Hardy is a great friend and uh, and sent us over rods and reels to use, which obviously we had to have to catch our food. And a huge fan of Hardy and the stuff that they do uh, and, and can't thank Hugh enough for uh, backing us on that. Um, so that's the list of our main sponsors. I feel like I'm forgetting somebody and then I look like an idiot. Um, <laughs> we did have a couple of guys that, that uh, tied flies for us. Yeah, that was... Uh, we had Jake um, Howard, Jake Howard. Uh, that is what's his call his sign. His tag is SC Fly Guide on uh, Instagram. And who else? I'll let you go through those because you handled um, a lot of that. Jeff tied us up some killer flies to Ian Slater um, at i underscore Slater um, on Instagram, who's a freaking unbelievable guy down in the Keys. Um, tied us up some awesome stuff. And then, um, shoot, that's the little raccoon. Bandit flies. Bandit flies, yeah. yeah. Sorry, dude. That's, um, uh, Bandit was, they tied up some unbelievable stuff. 
uh, yeah. to send up here. Robert Mayhew. He's out of Charleston. Yeah, it's super thankful. Yeah, but his is uh, Bandit Flies on Instagram as well. Uh, but yeah, those were our, our fly guys. Um, and both of those guys, Jake and, uh, uh, excuse me, Robert, tied beautiful flies. I mean, I'm not a huge fly fisherman myself, but. At this point. At this point, because uh, I run the, the camera. But uh, their stuff is excellent. Uh, I've known Jake for eight years now, and a lot of his work, uh, he ties a lot of flies. Uh, I manage a shop here in Columbia. Uh, hunting and fishing store called Barron's Outfitters and Jake ties a lot of the flies uh, that get sold out of that store so it was really cool to have Jake involved in this project as well uh, but yeah yeah absolutely I mean any of that stuff um, obviously helped a ton so that was one less thing that we had to worry about getting ready before we left um, so that takes us up to uh, the episode that's getting ready to drop uh, this week for Explore, which will be episode three of season two, uh, which really gets us into the first kind of camp setup and first day of fishing. Uh, and I'll le- I'll let you wait to see if it was any catching. Um, but um, super excited to get episode three out the door. We got a little bit more editing to do on that, and hopefully we'll have that ready to go. Um up this week wednesday or thursday um we got the boats coming along awesome we have kind of the first finished x18 uh ready to show pictures of here in the next week or two uh, which i'm super excited about um but if you're interested in watching uh any of the films that we've done um with explore you can go to exploreproject.com um and check out all the episodes there one of the um the ways that we wanted to make sure that we had this scene was to have it across anywhere and everywhere that there was kind of streaming available. So, uh, carbon TV has all the explore episodes, saltwater.tv, waypoint TV, um, YouTube, Vimeo. I mean, hopefully anywhere that you watch stuff, uh, online, um, you can see, you know, what we're doing. Um, and we've got some great partners helping us push stuff out, um, online too on Instagram and Facebook. We've got Thrill On on Facebook, which is a huge community of um, social media stuff. We've also got uh, a long list of partners on Instagram with Venturing Angler, uh, Fly Lords, Expedition Portal. Um, we've got about 60, 60 guys on there that are helping us push this out. And we obviously could not do this without any of those people. So we're super, super thankful. Uh, for their support, and uh, and hopefully, you know, we can get everybody to pass this around, get this to be seen, and um, afford us the ability to do another one of these and make it bigger and better and, you know, have more people, um, have some other people involved. Uh, I think my goal for the next couple of these is to get to where we can take some more people, um, to where we have some more boats doing the same thing. They may be doing different types of fishing um and different types of exploring to where we can cover some more ground and, and really turn this into a, a little bigger um, production as far as reaching outside of just fly fishing and just flats fishing. Um, those are things that we like, obviously, but that's uh, 
not what everybody likes. So we hope that we can find a way to motivate you to go outside. Um, that's the, the main goal of this. Um, but that's probably about wraps podcast dose. Um, if you'll have any suggestions, anything that, uh, you would like to see from us, we're going to try and grow this into, uh, a little more organization as we move forward. Um, but excited to be able to talk about some of the stuff that we're doing. I'm really excited, like I said before, about having um, some other people involved, other people on the show uh, that dig into some more micro elements of what we put together and have some people that come on that uh, have some stories that are much different um, and not necessarily explore stories, but just people that fish who I value their... Uh, their expertise and get them to tell some of their tales of being on the water. But, um, Justin, you got anything to, no, about turkey seasons coming up. Uh, Justin's really getting <laughs> excited to go turkey hunting. Um, I think that starts the 20th of March. the 20th of March. So in eight days that will kick days. off. So we may go try and film some of that stuff too. But, uh, first off, I've I've listened to, uh, tried to listen to a handful of podcasts that, um, to give us some idea of what we want to do. And I really, um, there's one called the team never quit podcast, which is, uh, Dave Rutherford and Marcus Luttrell that do an, an awesome job putting their podcast together. And at the end, they always thank their people. Uh, and so I thought that would be a cool way to close out this show. And I am absolutely copying them to a T so all credit goes to them, but, uh, definitely want to um thank god for allowing us to do this uh, for giving us the places uh and the things to go see and get out and uh and provide for us and thank my wife upper management uh that holds down the fort here with the kids and uh, and just for her support and ability to go do these things and chase the dreams that i have uh, and really cover me on that deal and uh to all my friends and everybody out there that's helped shape this for me thank you so much Justin yeah I would like to thank everybody as well uh, we've gotten a lot of support uh, or at least I have uh, since the start of this uh, with my photography and obviously working alongside Frankie and Explore Project and, and all that so I definitely like to thank uh, each one of my family members uh, for for you know pushing me to to go do this type of stuff uh, and you know especially my day job uh i'd like to thank my boss uh for for allowing me for you know all the headaches that i've kind of put him through as thank far as you can't get, getting out and and being able to go do this for sure uh, you know there's there's not so many people that but so many people that work at our shop and and for me to be gone uh it definitely uh, puts a little bit on on the shop so uh thanks to kent for sure but uh but yeah i would like to uh just thank everybody for for allowing me to to do this for sure all right guys y'all go get outside go explore and uh hopefully we'll, we'll be back to 80 degrees yeah and as soon as this winter vortex is over we're gonna do the same y'all have a wonderful week and uh we'll check in with you soon take care bye